Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Hi, listeners. This is a bonus episode in light of yet another mass shooting, this time in Buffalo, New York. Catherine and I thought it was a really good moment to remind everyone that this is the time to be vigilant and take action. So last night we jumped online and recorded this episode. Well, Catherine, I know that you've had quite a full-on 24 hours, and I thought, I'm on the other side of the globe, you're in the heart of it, and you've got all the details. So can you give us a little bit of a rundown on what the last 24 hours has held for Buffalo in New York? Yeah, Buffalo, New York. They actually had another shooting not too long ago in the subway. But what happened uh, yesterday, about three in the afternoon, an 18-year-old man who lived three hours away drove to Buffalo, New York with an intent to shoot as many Black people as he could at a grocery store. Complete hate crime. Complete hate crime. Yeah, complete hate crime. Actually being um, investigated by the FBI here as a racially motivated violent extremist domestic terrorist act of terror. Why the FBI involved? There's a federal hate crime statute and he'll be charged in both state and federal. It's good that you can charge somebody at a state level and you can charge somebody at a federal level. And then you can just kind of see which charges are the best charges against him. And so in this case, federal hate crime charges are are what will probably be charged against him. What would that carry? You know, 20-ish. Anytime you're talking terrorism, hate crimes and stuff, uh, 15, 20 depending on the number. And now you think, well, okay, capital murder, what's better than capital murder? The state charges, they'll be capital murder because this young man uh, went to Buffalo, New York to a grocery store in a primarily black neighborhood. And uh, as he parked his car in front, he stepped out and shot four people, killing three of them. Then he went inside the grocery store and he killed more people there, including a security guard who was actually there, who was a retired law enforcement officer who confronted him. Wow. So uh, in all 10 people killed seven in the store, three outside the store, three others injured. Uh, the community's in shock. It's, you know, the only grocery store in the area It's literally shut down. And when you say, how does the FBI get involved? 
every time something like that happens, it's a massive evidence collection. It's a massive effort to try to interview people and handle and support the, the victims and the survivors. How long did the actual shooting take place and how did it come to an end? So it just uh, took a couple of minutes, which right. is uh, not unusual, right, in these situations. He walked into the store. As soon as the first person was shot, police uh, were called. Police were there within a couple of minutes, three officers. When we talk about what, what has changed and why we should continue to be hopeful about things are better, three officers arrived and went straight into the store to confront him. In the past, that might not have occurred. Three officers went in, and when the shooter saw them, uh, he put the gun to his own chin, and he was going to kill himself, apparently. Right. Yeah. He was thinking about it, but we clearly know that the killer was also insecure, young, stupid, whatever words I could never use when I do my press interviews, but I'll I'll do them here. You can just <laughs> pepper them right through here. We've got no filter. He had no intent to kill himself. And to the credit of the police officers, they immediately were able to de-escalate the situation and get him to put that gun down on the floor, get down his knees. He was wearing bulletproof vests with steel plates in it, which is why he wasn't killed by the security officer, because a security officer hit him, but hit him on the steel plates that were protecting his chest. And then the guy returned fire and killed the retired police officer. So they were able to talk him into putting the gun down, and then they took him into custody. Wow. Catherine, I know it's early days to talk about the killer's history and background, but we do know that this is a racially motivated hate crime. So can you shed any more light on his motivation? Yeah, absolutely. He was quite proud of the fact that he was a white supremacist and he believed uh, strongly because he'd been studying it for all of uh, a year or two since the pandemic started. And he said he was bored and had nothing else to do. And he started studying white supremacy online and became radicalized because of that, which is pathetic. Watch what your kids do online. And honestly, people say, oh, he was on the dark web. No, he found companionship on a lot of very popular websites, Twitch, Discord, not just 4chan, not just 8chan, you know, so just a lot of different places. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital? Or maybe you just lost it. Well, Stubforge.com is here to change that. Imagine this, tickets that not only look but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything, from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. 
With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift, or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. I wanted to tell you about two things. One is his design and the things that he did for the shooting was to mimic the shooter from the Christchurch shooting. <gasps> from my neck of the woods. How do you know that? We know that because he posted his manifesto, which is like a hundred plus pages long, which actually about 60% of it is copied actually from the Christchurch manifesto. He's not only a killer, he's a plagiarizer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's wanting to emulate somebody else. And so he also did some other things that the Christchurch killer did, like he wrote on his weapons that made it clear that he feels that the white race is being replaced. And so that's really the position that he takes. This is not just an American phenomena, that idea, right, of whites are being replaced and therefore, you know, we're going to be white supremacists and try to kill everybody else. Can you tell us a bit about what the replacement theory is? It's this theory that there's this organized effort by everybody who's not white to replace all whites, when in fact, it's much more complicated than that and how the demographics in the world has changed for different reasons. It's just the idea that well, there's less whites and so therefore it must be bad. Mm -hmm. um, they're not interested in anybody who isn't fitting into their category of, of who is a perfect white who should continue and control this country and other countries. It's, it's kind of frightening. Totally frightening and utterly disgusting out-and-out -out racism. The other thing I wanted to ask you was about the weapons themselves, because this is an 18-year-old, right? Right. Yeah. So are these legally acquired weapons? What are we talking about? They are legally acquired, not unusual right. in the United yeah. States. And, you know, I, I hate to even continue to have this discussion. But in this case, he's 18. He had three guns. I believe that he had purchased two of them. You know, they're both rifles. And then a third one was purchased by his dad as a gift. Now you may say, yes, I can hear you. <laughs> I okay. can hear you. You can hear me because I've just finished editing the Oxford school shooting where somebody was given as a stocking filler a gun. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and in Oxford, that was a 15-year-old uh, who went out and purchased his little handgun with his dad. And I think in this case, we don't have all the facts out, but it's my understanding from my sources that the gun was uh, likely a hunting rifle and was probably purchased with that in mind. But the fact remains, there were three guns that were unsecured. And there was a, an 18-year-old kid who was hanging out in his house writing racial slurs and other comments on all three guns, mm -hmm. had a car, drove mm -hmm. three hours away, wrote a manifesto, posted it a few days before online. Really? Yeah. So yeah. did, okay, obvious, my next question, did anyone report any of those red flags as they came up? You know what? Uh, I don't know. This just happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. okay. So does the FBI know? Does law enforcement know? They may. Like, for instance, this manifesto, I think that it was posted a couple of days before, but the version that you could pull off now, you can't pull it off now because it's been taken down. But the version that you could pull off the day of the shooting had been modified to include mm -hmm. details of the shooting. And that means that somebody else did that. 
Right. in addition to that, the shooter wanting to be like your shooter at Christ Church tried to live stream the shooting, just like your guy did there in New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. I mean, your guy did it for 17 minutes. How long did the Buffalo shoot? I don't know. Do I can't tell you because I haven't seen that data yet. Have you got any inside baseball on uh, what this young adult was doing prior to this? We know he was a student. He'd graduated. He'd had a graduation party in his front lawn not, not too many weeks prior. Right. So apparently this was on his summer hit list, so to speak. Uh, No pun intended. Um, But we also know there'll be more information that comes out about this. What is your favorite word that you've learned? Leakage. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So we know there was leakage here. It's kind of a worse situation. He made statements about wanting to kill people and commit suicide a year earlier, he was interviewed by police. He was interviewed by mental health officials. And of course he, he didn't act on it. And so eventually, you know, they let him go. Right. So So he was was on people's radars though. He was. And now I'm just speculating here, but one of the things Mm. that I want to know is if he was on people's radars and that had happened, why was he allowed to have guns in his house? You know, who was, Yes. Who is Great question, that? Catherine. Great question. Because that's what we often have seen in the other cases, isn't it? And you've got a system, the next system. We've talked about it before. Look at what you is, pulling federal terms just, out of it. Look at me. I'm learning. There's a couple of things about that. One is that the NICS system is the National Incident uh, Criminal Records Check. It's run uh, by the FBI and it allows gun uh, sellers in stores to check the system. And so it doesn't have any effect on when somebody buys a gun from their neighbor. You don't do a NICS check. The other thing is that the NICS system, there's just some really challenging, she says, trying to find the right politically correct words to say, there's some challenging issues with it. Right. One of them is that this kid had a mental health hold. He was under the age of 18. There's state laws that allow you to get picked up and involuntarily retained for, you know, 48 hours or 72 hours, depending on the state. And an involuntary mental health hold is supposed to be reported to the NICS system by the state. Reporting anything to the NICS system is still voluntary. And lots of states don't do it. You know, Sarah, let me tell you one other thing that I think is really important uh, for listeners to understand. All day yesterday after the shooting occurred, all night, all the talk was about the shooter, 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 shooter. Who is he? Who is he? What do we know about him? Why did he do this? That's what all day today was. And as our listeners know, we don't talk about shooters by name, but we do talk about shooters. And, you know, who's missing from that? Who's missing from that the conversation? Victims. There's 10 exactly. families that have lost right. loved ones and uh, right. have had their world just pulled apart. Right. And the three who were injured, all the people traumatized. Mm. But the thing about that victims and the survivors is I don't want them to give up hope because you're not hearing about their names right now. The reason you're not hearing who they are, and we're only hearing things like the ages, I believe that the oldest person killed was like 83. These are just regular people out shopping. Yeah. But, but you know, right now their families are getting the privacy that kind of they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um But when we don't have those names, we want to still soak up the news and talk all about the killer. And maybe we need to talk less about the killer and we need to think more about the community. And that is a good way to help because this community is going to need help for a long time, as are all the other communities that are all also affected by these things. Can you imagine being 
one of the employees has to go back into that store no, to work. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. Layer upon layer of devastation as well. Yeah. I never want anybody who's listening to this to think we're not thinking about the survivors and the victims and their families, because Mm -hmm. that's why I do this podcast. I think that's why you do the podcast, because we believe that we can save more lives and less people will be impacted Mm. if we can help to stop the killing. There is one other elephant in the room that I think is really important. When incidents like this happen, there's a contagion effect. Mm-hmm. Is this the time to remind people that actually, if you've got somebody in your family, in your neighborhood, that's acting odd, that is taking extra information in about this case, these should all yep. be reported. Sarah, I'm glad you said that. We know from research that in the two weeks following a shooting, there will be three more mass shootings, according to research, not just a guess. Yeah. And not that people are just randomly deciding to shoot, but people who are thinking about it think to themselves, now this is the time, just Mm. like we see with suicides. And, you know, you say the neighbors and that's true. You know, maybe people you work with, that's true. But I think that also the family members have to step up, you know, who is off hiding in their room, who has notebooks they're filling out, who's online in an extraordinary amount of time and closes the screen when you come by, maybe it's not porn. Please, please look where your guns are, lock your guns up, understand that people who are brittle right now and maybe on the edge of doing this are going to see this action and that it is going to prompt them to kill. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do? If someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you, would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now. What do you take away from this case? Is there anything to take away from it? Are we going to get any hope out of this? Well, you know, hope is hard. Hope is hard Mm. on on a shooting like this, but you know, maybe this is a backwards hope. But what I want our listeners to do is, I don't want to sound like an advertisement, but I'm just going to and say, look, listen to the podcast, get your friends to listen to the podcast, pass it around, subscribe, like it, share it, rate it, whatever you want to do. Tell us how we can change it, participate in what we're doing, get this information out, share it and let it become commonplace. You know, when you call me and say, hey, I want to talk to you about the shooting, what happened? And I say, the shooting happened in a black neighborhood in a grocery store. Well, that's all great. But I can go back over the last year and point out a shooting at a mosque, also hate crimes, Jewish people, a shooting 
at Walmart down in El Paso, Texas, where the shooter specifically, also a white supremacist, wanted to kill Hispanics and immigrants. No one is safe if everyone isn't safe. That's what people have to appreciate and understand. Just because it hasn't hit their school or their mall, it doesn't mean it's not going to Mm. because the shootings, they're just increasing. In in two days, the FBI is going to release its numbers for last year. And I already know the numbers and they're higher. They're higher. Every year they're higher. We're not getting it done right. So you have to believe that you're part of the solution because you're part of the problem. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to Community Podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it because it will happen and it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. If you've enjoyed Stop the Killing, check out more podcasts from Community Podcast Productions, like this one. Something is creeping don't follow it down. Let me introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now, you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son, who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims... Subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.